0: what's up everybody welcome to episode 37 of the blue river bow hunting podcast i know i know i haven't been here for about three weeks now uh kind of been taking some time off in the summer you know get a little uh little rest from the from the podcast and doing stuff spend a little time with the family a little mini vacay that kind of thing but uh you know i've been doing this a year now this is basically a year under my belt and uh, so it's going to be like season two, like on the, the podcast stuff, as far as like uh, on Apple and that sort of thing. But uh, what a way to start off season two of podcasting than the way that I started off season one with uh, Jordan Lane from uh, Wisconsin. What's going on, dude?
1: Not much, man. <clears throat> Glad to be back.
0: Absolutely. Do you know that you're the uh, the guest that's had the most appearances on the show?
1: Oh, really? <laughs>
0: yeah, this is your third time on
1: well hey let's let's make it more
0: yeah absolutely we love doing this you know we kind of talked last year when we when i started kind of first doing this that you were going to have like a a weekly spot or something like that we need to figure something like that out and maybe like what about like a co-host type thing what about like maybe once every other week or something like that you come on and co-host with me
1: heck yeah i'm down i love that'd be kind of cool i said so i'm i'm interested so we'll figure it out behind the scenes
0: Oh, absolutely. But uh, for anybody that hasn't heard you, uh, episode one, and I think it's episode three or four. I can't remember exactly which, but uh, for people that don't know you, introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Sure. My name is Jordan Lane. Um, I currently live in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, home of, uh, oops, oh, this side, Lining Kugel's. Nice. They're Lining Kugel's beer, so if you ever had <laughs> it, that's uh, where I live in my hometown. Um, so I've been deer hunting since I was a little kid Um, bow hunting just kind of picked up relatively within the last five six years but I'm completely hooked on it now Um, so now I'm just freshly turned 36 got uh, also freshly one-year-old twin boys so life is busy but fun growing up with them
0: Oh, absolutely. So, I like the the video you put out uh like the first time the boys got out on the boat. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: oh, yeah, <laughs> you know that was one of those things where you're not sure how they are gonna react, and they just they killed it, so I was that was happy for me, so my
0: boy, he's five now, and he is a a, a water rat, man. We took, we went, we've been on like houseboats and stuff for weekends, yep. or we even did a whole week last summer. But uh you can't hardly get the kid out of the water. So I'm sure <laughs> when your boys get a little older, I'm sure they'll be all about it.
1: Well, they love bath time. I just got done giving them a bath, and you know, they, <laughs> they have, they love it. They splash water everywhere, and they just can't wait to get in. So I'm thinking they're going to be the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for people that are listening to this and not watching it on the YouTube. You're missing out because there is something sitting behind Jordan right now that's an absolute freak of nature sitting behind him that you said that was your twenty twenty deer?
1: Yep. Shot him uh, with the rifle twenty twenty gun season here in Wisconsin.
0: So. Yeah, he's a freaking stud. Yep.
1: And, so what county
0: uh, what county is that?
1: Pepin County.
0: Pepin so county. that's
1: about southwest Wisconsin. So
0: Gotcha. That's awesome. Yep. What about uh what about your your deer season last year? What about your twenty one deer season? How'd it go for you? Um,
1: it was actually kind of frustrating. Um, you know, I was really after one specific buck, um, I, and I got one encounter with him with the bow and it was a day, it was probably 55 degrees, which is pretty warm for early November, Wisconsin. And it was the one day that there was literally no wind. Like i there wasn't even like a slight breeze every once in a while. And it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm sitting over my water hole. a um, little mini micro kill plot I have too, and I just happened to take a peek behind me, and I see a deer running, and I see some giant antlers, and <laughs> I just, I knew right away that it was a shooter. So I, I grabbed my bow, but I didn't stand up because he's coming straight from, from behind me, so I figured he might see me and was going to wait until he got past me. And <clears throat> he literally stopped right underneath my tree stand, about five yards to my left and if he just needed to take about I don't know five more steps to get up out and I could pull a draw and I would have had 10 yard shot and he didn't like something he must have smelled me or something even though I'm super super tight on that but he didn't like something and he took off and I didn't see him again for two weeks on cam I never saw him again in person uh archery season so lots of deer uh like usual that I see but it just wasn't in the cards for me and then uh rifle season I did shoot a uh pretty good pretty good buck again with the rifle which uh again not as satisfying as a as a bow shot for sure uh but I don't know maybe I can show you here this is that's him
0: yeah he's wide
1: yep he's 22 and a half I believe I got to remember but he's uh he's due to be uh mounted as well uh, she just let me bring the antlers back for now and when he's uh when she's ready for me i'll bring them back so did i got lucky again last year but i still really want one after the bow which is way more satisfying and all the work you put into it for on the for the archery side you just you just want to be successful but you know what won't happen every year i mean it's just how it's the nature of it so
0: Brad. I mean, this it, it may not be as satisfying for you, but it's still nice to be able to pull it off even if it's with with a gun.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, not to take anything away from it, but, you know, it's the, the archery part is just so much, you know, you just got to get them so much closer. You know, this that buck here behind me, he was less than 100 yards, and the one I from last year I shot was at 80 yards as well. So, I mean, they weren't like I was shooting 400 yards across the field or nothing. So, they were right. still pretty close, but – Again, that's not a, it's not bull range. So if I would have had it in archery season, still wouldn't, wouldn't have got him. But
0: was that a deer that you had seen on camera or knew anything about?
1: Yeah, I had seen him really not at all during the summer. Um, about right around rut time, uh, he started showing up on a couple of cams. Don't know where he came from. Uh, got kind of excited about him. You know, that's pretty wide. Yeah, uh, not super tall tines, but I mean enormous not anything I'd seen before and uh, never saw him during, um, you know, my rutcation two weeks in the stand. Um, you know, he was on camp sometimes at night and then he just kind of disappeared for a couple weeks. I assumed he went back to wherever he came from. And then uh, that Sunday morning, so the second, second day of uh, gun season in Wisconsin, I knew that uh, there was going to be a big front coming through them. going to be a huge wind change. So I'm like, well, I'm going to sit, Couple hours in the morning until it gets really nasty, and I'm not going to sit. And all of a sudden, here he popped out of this big, thick stuff, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I thought he was gone. Like I hadn't seen <laughs> him on camera, or nothing. So I just figured he took back off where he came from. And and uh, my first shot, I got nervous. I, I, I hit him, but I didn't feel it didn't. Just how he was running, I didn't think I hit him very good. Um, he stopped, and I couldn't see him through the brush. And then I heard a crash. So I was hoping that means that he was down, but it was so thick behind him. I could have been running off and I would have never even seen him. So, uh, I went up and luckily that's where he laid. He went about 50 yards. So it was a good shot, but I was really nervous for that until I went up and found him because I, I thought my shot was good, but how I seeing him run, man, I was like, I don't think I hit him as good as I thought I did. So lucked out.
0: Yeah. That's an awesome story, man. I, 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 that's the picture that i'm gonna use for the thumbnail man that place gets it, it tugs on the heartstrings i miss being up there even if it was just for that one week but i can see like the bluff country behind you yep. and it's like oh man i want to go back so bad
1: yeah you gotta come back man.
0: <laughs> oh, i'm coming back i just don't know exactly when that might be yeah. yet um
1: yeah it's go- uh it's time consuming and expensive for sure when you're not from around here and like i said i'm I'm fortunate to have the land i do you know through marriage or whatever but um you know my wife's been great about it and uh, her my father-in-law has been pretty fun with it too so he's he loves looking at the trail cams because they never really had them out before because i got a bunch of cell cams so he has access to them and so i think he enjoys it too
0: oh absolutely uh what about wisconsin deer herd is it is it healthy are you guys having any problems with cwd or anything like that up there because i know like when we talked before you got like five million people that come in and hunt the state of wisconsin during gun season uh with that number of people hunting it does that ever affect the population
1: not really um the northern half of the state still is is below average from you know historical numbers um It's really not a CWD thing at all, although it is present here. Um, You know, they try to control it pretty well in terms of no feeding, you know, counties where they found it, no baiting, stuff like that. Um, So it's here, but it's not what's killing it off. It's what's killing it off up north is the wolves. Um, They are really, really hammering them pretty bad up there, Um, you know, wolves being uh federally protected, there's nothing that Wisconsin can do about it. Uh, they got temporarily taken off last year. There was a the DNR put on I don't want to call it an impromptu, but a very quickly put together wolf hunt and the quota of was met within like two days.
0: Oh wow how many um, did they get to shoot?
1: Oh gosh, no I wanna say it was like a hundred and a hundred so like a hundred for like the any regular population and 50 was for the tribe, the tribes. Mm, and okay. the assumption is with the tribes that they probably wouldn't take their full quota or may, any of them at all. Cause most of them view it as sacred or whatever, which is fine. Right. Um, but I think they ended up taking like 193 total. Cause they got so many and then, you know, they say it's closed, but by then, it's a good 24 hours before basically everyone knows. So they, they killed a bunch, but that just kind of gives you an idea how many there are here that hunters were that successful with them in a, basically a two day period, they killed all those. So wow, uh, they're killing tons of livestock dogs. Um, You know, TNR, like I said, their hands are kind of tied. They're, they're federally protected again. Um, So uh, the problem is still going to persist, but, Luckily, the southern half of the state where I'm at, my biggest problem that I'm dealing with is coyotes. Um, you know, I try to take care of them, but, you know, the coyotes themselves, they're, they're more only really a, a factor to the fawns than they are adult deer, unless they're pack hunting, which I don't see very often around here. But yeah. we do have bobcats and, and bears, um, but, you know, the numbers are pretty small. Just up north, more, more large forest land. So there's a lot more predators too. um, the bear population up there is significantly higher than it is in this part of the state. Um, you know, it takes eight years or more in some zones to get a bear tag. Um, cause that's where everyone wants to hunt and there's a relatively small quota for that. And if I, at one of the t- bear tag where I'm at it, I could get one probably in a year, two at the most. So that just kind of gives you a, an idea of the predator diversity too, in terms of the, where they're located at. So, you know, overall, the deer herd is, I would still say it's pretty good. Um, but it all depends on who you talk to and where they, where they hunt. Cause most right. people who hunt up North will tell you it sucks. I don't see anything like I used to. I see more wolf tracks than I see deer tracks and stuff like that. So, um, it's got its problems, that's for sure, but not really a lot of ones that there's much that the state or the DNR can do about it, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, because you said, like, on your uh, father-in-law's place, you you would have no problem seeing, like, 200 deer in a field or something, didn't you? Or oh, close yeah. To I it. mean,
1: I, in the seven, six, well, let's see, six years of bow hunting there, I've only actually not seen a deer once, and that was because... I got in my stand and about 10 minutes after I got in my stand, it basically felt like I was sitting in a hurricane.
0: Um, so I only sat
1: for 20 minutes. Um, other than that, I've always seen a deer. I mean, that's not like there's hundreds and hundreds of them, but there's a very healthy population where I'm at and, you know, there seem to be a lot of twins, um, with the does there. I know I've got at least three sets, um, excuse me on trail cam this year there's probably more um there was a actually i know there was a fourth but i know something got one of them as i found it um but yeah i mean so i that's why i'm always hesitant to shoot does because i'm like geez they're always having twins (laughs) yeah no
0: kidding you never know what can come out of one of those yeah exactly
1: (laughs) but boy they taste good and my boys uh, i've given venison a little bit already and they love it, so I'm assuming as awesome. they get bigger, I'm going to need an extra deer or two just for them.
0: Yeah, no kidding. That's actually what I had for, for dinner tonight. I made uh, what I call sloppy doze, just a little sloppy joe with some venison burger. It was really good. But uh, Indiana, man, I don't know what it is that's, uh, like I've talked on here before, going out back when I first got into to hunting and bow hunting and everything and would see a ton of deer uh they're hurting they're hurting right now where i'm at east central indiana i mean there was i could i mean there was probably a time last year you know what people call the october law or whatever if that's something that you believe in uh but i think i went like a week and a half without seeing a single deer as i sat in the stand really yeah and it's that's a... that's difficult you know what i mean to keep your momentum going when you're not seeing even a doe or a couple does it's like man what do i do you know you think you may might be in the right the wrong spot but really it's just a population thing man our, our, our numbers are way down uh they finally kind of adjusted some things as far as uh antlerless deer being able to be taken in the state of indiana because it's all per county here uh, yep. We used to be able to slaughter the deer, and, and I think we're it's starting to show. Uh, they finally bumped some of those numbers down, but uh, it's getting pretty rough around here.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of that we did have that a little of that issue in Wisconsin up north where they kind of just you know you could buy as many doe tags as you wanted over the counter, and they would have special I guess we call them T zone hunts, which is antlerless only um you know and they took out a ton of does and then now all of a sudden the wolf population starts going up too and then now they just don't have a chance to recover Um, i know the winter of 23 2014 was historically one of the worst on record and i know that had a huge effect on that year's fawn and then yearling crop of deer though they estimate like 75 percent of them died Wow. um that year in the northern counties just with how severe the winter was um so you combine that with you know a little bit of mismanagement and the high predator load and that's kind of part of where we're at right now but um you know the rest of the state you know can sustain it and um you know even the high there's they still offer antlerless hunts only like in the county that i hunted and some other high population ones <clears throat> it also probably makes a difference that where i hunt is a mostly private land um up north is a lot more the largest concentration of public land is um so you know when you have a county that's you know 90 plus percent private land um you know you can manage your deer population a little bit different because you don't have everybody hunting it and people can you know if you have 200 plus acres and six people hunting it i mean odds are pretty good you're gonna have plenty of deer so
0: um
1: that makes a difference too but yeah it's there's been mismanagement you see it everywhere really and i don't know why some of these states they don't see what's happening elsewhere and adjust because they know what's gonna happen and and now they're gonna suffer from it so that sucks that you're kind of in that spot right now and the sad part is it's gonna take many years to recover from it
0: yeah there was like i think it was two years ago maybe three years ago we had Uh, Such a big hit on the uh, CWD along the river here where mostly I hunt and everybody that hunts with me hunts for the most part. Um, They went down in kayaks one day, and I'm not even making this up. They found like 21 uh, bucks along along the river, not only dead, some still alive but not going to make it very long. They got videos on their phone of seeing these deer all messed up, and some of them were absolute giants, and it's just hard to see that. And I don't think – after that whole thing hit i just don't think it it, it's really bounced back yet but i'm hoping that it does because i love hunting the area uh but it's crazy like when i went up to michigan uh, turkey hunting this year I mean, it wouldn't be nothing to see fifty deer in a field or something like that, and, I, and I'm kind of going crazy. And they're like, "What are you so excited about?" I'm like, <laughs> "Just the the pure numbers that of deer that I see here is wild com- compared back to home." I mean, yes, right. we have big deer here. I mean, we have some pretty good mature corn fed bucks, but uh, I, I'm not used to that kind of numbers. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Oh yeah. I mean, when i when before I hunted where I do now. You know, I hunted public land with my dad and. You know that's kind of the same thing as we'd be lucky to see two deer a sit and we only gun hunted for one um or sometimes you wouldn't see anything so now i'm certainly very spoiled i don't know how i could ever go back to not hunting where i do now <laughs> right. that would just probably be a giant baby about it but there's no deer here that sucks why i doing this <laughs> you know i've been so so fortunate you know the last uh eight plus years of of being able to be on that land so um so yeah. yeah. and but CWD, I mean, like I said, it's been managed pretty well here, but boy, if it gets that's pretty bad from what I understand, it can get nasty. So yeah, I'll just cross my fingers that that, that issue never comes up here um too bad. So I don't know how you completely eradicate it other than you know what I don't they try to do. think you really
0: can, you know what I mean?
1: And the worst part is here is anytime you hear of a deer that's found that has CWD, it's from a game farm um and that's what usually irritates most people is it's like it's not even the private or not private land but not even the free-range deer that are getting it so you're kind of you know they could obviously still transmit it through you know touching touch through the fence or whatever but most of these are from game farms and we won't go down that rabbit hole on on that kind of stuff. High fence hunts and crap, but (laughs) um, that's where most of it's originated from. So, and I don't know how that makes it, why they're in there more. I'm sure there's a scientific explanation for it, but I don't know. Um, There's not just been not a ton of it found on free range deer here, although it has. So it's here, it's around, but. Hopefully it uh, keeps at their way at the level it is right now, or even continues to decline.
0: Well, one of the <clears throat> sorry, uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on tonight is uh, you've kind of dove into a, a little adventure with me. We uh, we both put in for uh, our first Iowa preference point. Uh, like you said, I think our first year eligibility of draw is what 2028. Yep. So 2020, 2028 yeah let's jump into that like i know you uh have already kind of like reserved your spot to be able to hunt a guy's place uh i'm trying to get in on get in on that with you because that sounds like something that's right up my alley man uh
1: yeah so um i don't know if i should name drop or not but buffalo county outfitters is who i'm going through um he started in wisconsin buffalo county obviously um And he's got some Iowa properties and I figured, you know, if I know I'm going to get a tag in 2028, I, for, if I have to wait six years, I'm not a big guy who wants to go, you know, hunt on a property that's everything set up for me, Mm -hmm. you know, public land would be fun, but I mean, six years, is just such a long time to wait. Like, I kind of want to make it worth it. Um, You know, so I signed up from him for 2028. So I got a long ways to wait, but um, I'm super excited for it. He's got 140 inch minimum um, to shoot, um, so and I'll probably be looking for something a little bit bigger than that if I have to. But um, but yeah, I'm super excited for it. It's the first time I've actually traveled out. Of, will, will it be? have traveled out of state to bow hunt, although something can change between now and 2028. I mean,
0: geez, <laughs> right. <there's
1: laughs> a way. Um, I do have some <clears throat> hopes and plans too, but uh, uh, to get out and do some Kentucky, maybe or Missouri or something, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see so what the white says. M- us my, that way.
0: my question to you is, you know, you said you have never traveled outside the state of Wisconsin to deer hunt. Why Iowa?
1: Um, well, I've just, since I followed that page so much, I see a lot of the deer he has and I know the guy pretty well. So I just kind of like, well, I'd rather go with an outfitter and a guy kind of have a relationship with the right or understanding with. So I know what I'm kind of getting into. Um, you now, whitetails for me is such a huge thing. I know Iowa has some slammers. I know where you're at there in Indiana has got some big ones. Ohio's kind of up there too. Um, but, Iowa, I guess, is close enough to home. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> right. That uh, uh, it feels a little bit like I'm probably hunting around here. Um, you know, with how fortunate of I am with the land I've, I, I get to hunt on, it kind of seems silly to ever even want to hunt anywhere else because I have pretty large bucks usually each year that I can try to get after. But it's just something different. I like to expand my horizons a little bit, and we'll see what else happens between now and then
0: yeah i mean for sure i I, i've gotten to uh go to some of those states that you named off i killed a deer in ohio last year i'm actually going to kentucky this year Uh, i'm not personally hunting Uh, i'm going with a group of guys have been going this is their 11th year in a row they've went to uh, kentucky and uh i'm cameraman i'm going just to have a good time and uh they've killed some uh very very great deer in kentucky in velvet so Oh. try to catch some of that on film and uh just kind of sit back and take it all in and check it out because uh it's not like something i've really ever done before when it comes to deer hunting i mean like we've talked before i hate hunting in hot weather when it comes to deer and right. uh you know when this trip like labor day weekend it's going to be probably 90 90 plus degrees
1: yeah and that would be a huge change in dealing with bugs and all, all right. that stuff but You know, Kentucky velvet stuff, I feel like that's kind of growing in popularity or something because I've got two friends of mine that are doing that this year as well. So that's cool. um, I think it would be fun to shoot a deer in velvet, Um, you know, around here. And I'm sure most other states, you know, that's pretty rare because the season typically doesn't open until most of them have already shed their velvet. Uh, So if you shoot an opening weekend or maybe the second weekend, it's probably your only chance at it, if even that. So. Um, but yeah, that's, that sounds like fun, man. I can't wait to see the videos (laughs) for that. So hopefully someone smacks a big one and uh, you get some good footage of it.
0: Absolutely. For anybody wondering, I know a lot of people follow me on social and I've heard me talk about it on podcasts already. As far as, uh, my video, uh, of me killing the bird in, uh, Michigan, um, uh, the guys from Michigan, they're going to put it on their, uh, YouTube here coming up, but I'm actually going to save it uh save it for before turkey season next year kind of like a a little excitement going into into the spring you know kind of drop my my kill from last year and hopefully get a lot more uh footage next year but uh, as far as youtube got a lot of stuff coming up got a lot of shows lined up uh i'm recording three episodes just this week uh, they're not all three going to come out this week, but uh, just got a lot of stuff lined up with Blue River Bow hunting. Uh Just got back from uh, Send It Slam down in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, the Go Wild app put a huge party on down there. Was gracious enough to give me some VIP tickets where we were sitting drinking beer, uh, listening to some awesome Kentucky uh, country music right on the, uh, the Ohio River. Uh, it was a blast, and uh, I can't wait to do something like that again. But uh, to go hunt in Iowa has – Iowa, Kansas has both kind of been a dream of mine for a long time. I kind of would put Kansas above Iowa, but the way Iowa has trended in the last few years uh, definitely puts it up there and talks, man. I, I just – it's cool for you i'm excited for you because you get to hunt those bluff country way more than i do i've only got to hunt it once but then you're kind of coming down to my level you're kind of coming down to the the, the cornfield belt with uh you know flat land for the most part
1: i tell you what i'm i'm kind of looking forward to it because hiking up them hills is never fun <laughs> any, right. any time of year i don't care whether it's cold or hot it's, <laughs> some of them steep bluffs man they really get you so oh, absolutely. I, I will, I will welcome these, the change in scenery for the, in that respect. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm pumped for it. So hopefully sure. you, uh, you, uh, you end up joining me. You'll probably I mean, have to yeah. serve your spot yet this year. If you want, they fill up
0: fast. So. I know they fill up fast. So I, I'll do it as soon as, uh, funds are available for that. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely jump on that, uh, wagon with you. Cause like I said, I kind of went into it blind. I kind of, uh, wanted other people to join me uh with the people I hunt with but I couldn't really talk into anybody into it they're going to be super jealous when the time comes for me to go I know that's the way it works out but for you saying hey let's do this I'm like dude let's do it so I'm off the point or whatever I'm down to uh, try the guy out and all that stuff and even even if we aren't successful you never know we might be able to you know jump back over there for a weekend or something
1: Yep. Well, a nice thing too, is cause I, I got mine booked through October 23rd through 28th. Um, so more pre-rut action for there. Um, I, the week in the rut week, you know, I guess you would consider it, you know, the following one was already booked full. Um, but one of the nice things that he offers is basically, um, so after the rut week is over with, if you haven't heart, like if you hunted with him before, you know, you didn't get one, you can come back and keep hunting until basically season closes. I think shotgun or something's first one up in in, uh, Iowa. So you can, it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you can come back, you know, if after I hunt my week down in in Wisconsin, if I want to go back for another week and try to try to get one, I can. Um, So that's kind of a nice little perk, but um, I do know two other guys um, are in it with me so far. One signed up to hunt the same place with me. The other one. Um, is not he's um you know he's kind of talking about just coming down and maybe public land hunting so worst case scenario if if that's what's in the cards for you i mean do that too and we can also what about um like
0: what's the like the um sleeping situation for that is that just the property and you have to find your own place to stay or does he have a place that you you can stay Um,
1: technically it's it's not lodging on site, but he basically everyone stays at the same spot. If that makes any sense, it's a separate place. Um, apparently, it's a pretty nice place, and you just but then you are just kind of responsible for um, your own meals and stuff, but which is fine. Um, you know, I don't really need all that stuff because I don't eat much during the hunting day. Anyways, <laughs> really? I sit in the stand all day and and uh, munch on snacks basically, and then I'll try to eat a decent meal at night. So. Uh, but you know it's semi-guided if you want to call it that basically you know hey here's your spots here's where the stands are um we'll bring you as close as we we can with the side by side or whatever and then you walk the rest you can choose whatever stand you want you know this is where they go and they might throw a recommendation like hey i'd sit here this bucksman here whatever um so i like that too that it's kind of mostly on your own you know they kind of can help you if you have questions and obviously it's all free range too which is a big thing for me so um yeah i'm looking forward to it so like i said if you don't end up signing up for it um through that and or the week's full you still want to come down uh, like i said there's another guy who's probably going to public land hunt it so uh we'll still we'll still meet up
0: yeah for sure and i'll try to stay close to you guys maybe where you're staying or figure something out, but I would honestly like to join, uh, the group that you got going to that place. If not, yep. I'll, I'll, jump on some public. Uh, that's not normally been my style. Uh, but this year I'm flipping that, uh, on its head. I am doing a lot of public land hunting, uh, this coming, uh, fall. Um, not to throw any details out there quite yet. Cause it's not really supposed to be announced yet, but, uh, blue river bow hunting and a couple other podcasts slash social media, YouTuber time thing, or throwing a, uh, a public land in air quotes, uh, challenge deer camp in, uh, Southern Indiana. So I'm going to get, uh, plenty of, uh, public land hunting in this year. So I'm, I'm freaking pumped. I can't wait. To, it's just a new adventure for me. It's kind of got me excited. Um, going about it a whole nother way than I'm used to. I'm used to hunting set stands. um, I'm rocking a saddle with climbing sticks and the whole nine yards. I, I am super pumped. I've been working on my setup, working on practicing. Uh, it's, it's been a whole, a whole thing to put together, but it's, uh, it's going to be a blast.
1: Oh yeah. That should be fun. I'm looking forward to following you on that one. Cause uh, I do, I, I don't want to say I miss public land hunting cause with what I have now, it's pretty hard to miss it, but <laughs> right. the challenge of it is definitely something that's to be mentioned. I mean, you know, you, you don't, you're kind of going in half blind and you got to deal with other hunters potentially and, and, uh, you know, really test your skills for sure skills and knowledge. So I think anybody who bags like a public land monster, like I got the utmost respect for that. Cause that's, you know, what you're doing for sure. I and mean, it takes luck It just, there's yeah, no doubt about it. Sure. You got to get a little lucky too, but <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, that's why I just think if you just nab a public land, just slammer like, man, that's uh that's that's top of the game for me. I I got lots of respect for you. So, hopefully that's that's what you end up with.
0: I appreciate that, man. So, speaking of 2022, what's your what's your plans going into this season? Is it kind of the same old same old? You switching anything up or how's that working out?
1: Well, I had a a lot of success in terms of activity with a water hole I put in last year. So, I'm putting in three more this year. Um I haven't done them yet, although I have a weekend planned to get that, all that work done. i um, going to go down to the farm for a whole weekend and kind of get everything ready for the season. Get some, some trimming, tree trimming done. Um, adjust stands a little bit, um, adding one new one, um, moving one. Um, but other than really adding the three water holes, um, just because there's not a really good water source, a stream real nearby hoping that helps hold them, uh, some of the bigger ones to stay, um, or kind of get them on a pattern, to at least come check it out, even if it's just for a few seconds. So that's all you need. Um, but yeah, I'm not doing too much different this year. Um, you always have ideas and plans, but you always hate to make too many changes cause you don't want to try to drastically change stuff too much, but, um, yeah, just getting ready and cameras are out and, Uh, getting some stuff uh, ready for the season whenever I have a free evening or afternoon just to kind of get so I can make sure I can get everything actually done in a full weekend, believe it or not. So, um, but yeah, I'm getting excited. We're, we're two months away here, so it's coming up.
0: What about, you know, you talked about having cameras, is your camera placement different in the summer and early fall compared to later on, or is it something that you kind of just, uh put them in one spot that you kind of want to monitor and move on and just let it sit there. Uh
1: for the most part I I do more field edge stuff in the, in the summer just because it's you know they're going to feed in the fields. Um but a lot of the sta- uh, cameras I have up are really more geared towards the fall but I just don't feel like moving them. Um I don't want to go in there in September and move cameras around if I don't have to. Um I've got enough of them out there that I usually end up seeing everything at least at once, you know. So um, if I really wanted to get hot and heavy with it, I could move them with the season. But, um, you know, having relatively limited time to do it, I'd rather just kind of set them up for the fall um, and then move a couple. Like the field edge ones are, I mean – You just kind of do that just for more, for just more of a buck inventory, let's put it that way. Right. Uh, But I got spots for those. So there's probably about three or four that I will move, uh, especially once the crops are off. And and where I'm at, it's all soybeans this year. So once the beans are off, I'll probably move them to more of the, uh, um, you know, rut cruising spots. Um, Plus, it helps when a lot of those, when the vegetation's down and you can actually see
0: so (laughs) yeah we must be on uh opposite root corn or uh crop rotations because this is my corn year um just about everything i'm hunting this year uh is surrounded in corn minus one spot that's got mostly beans uh but um my honey hole surrounded in corn ryan's honey hole is definitely surrounded in corn can't wait to see what uh pops up in in that neck of the woods we did what you uh had done last year uh with the micro plot we did a lot better this year we uh he sprayed it off twice i think before we went in there with weed eaters and the, the the space is a lot bigger than uh last year and we added a water hole which is which i'm really uh Intrigued on to see what happens. Uh he actually has a camera on the water hole right now to see uh how that's gonna play out. Uh when we first put the seed down, uh we probably didn't get rain for four or five days And uh here in the last week and a half, two weeks or so. Uh we've gotten a lot of rain. So I would imagine that plot's probably looking pretty good right now and that water hole is definitely filled up. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah i i'm gonna add with my water holes probably a little bit of a micro plot as well um just i'm gonna go actually um weed eat and spray um this weekend and then next the following weekend um one day i'll go down and i'll um kind of rip it up and just with it's all in spots that i can't get any equipment so it's all hand
0: that's how Um, this is too basically and
1: you know by rights i should probably after i you know, rip it up. I should probably spray it again for anything I uh, turn up. But um, I feel like just with an essence of time, I'll probably just throw down my seed with the water hole and, um, you know, see how it goes. It should take off pretty good. But um, yeah, man, I I don't really normally where I hunt at, they do have a mix of corn and beans every year. I guess this year, the farmer who my father-in-law leases it out to decided he wanted to do everything the same. Um, which soybeans to me is awesome early season, but once they're off and, you know, there goes your main food source. Um, so my concentration of my microplots are going to be, you know, food sources basically that will are, you know, more tolerant to cold weather and stuff like that. Give them something to come back to. So, um, I'm hoping that he leases it out to somebody else next year, like he's been talking about, and we'll go back to, you know, a little bit of more of an even mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? I, maybe it'll, I'll be pleasantly surprised that the deer will still stick around uh, when the beans are off. Cause most of the neighbors are actually beans too. So they might be kind of forced to stay. Um, but I do have a really good, one of my favorite stands is actually close to the one neighbor who actually has a cornfield. So, Interested to see. I'm going to kind of pay a lot of attention this year to the movement um, on that and see how it really affects it. Because, you know, in my mind, I'm not too thrilled about it. But in the end, and then end, end of things, I might be pleasantly surprised. Like I said, like, all right, well, all of the same crop isn't the worst thing. Um, you know, I can't imagine all corn is always good because, boy, they're going to love to hide in that. So, yeah, that's I what mean, I was thinking too. <laughs> So season that, started my ruckcation should say like boy that corn better be off yeah I know no kidding or you might
0: as <laughs> well just push it push it back until it gets cut <laughs> yeah i was yeah, thinking the same basically. thing when when we went in to uh to put the plot in and help him with the pond and everything uh you know it's even our corn's pretty getting pretty high right here right now and i was thinking that when we started driving back there and then walked the rest of the way, i'm like Dude, this thing is like, because it's an old overgrown pasture back in there, and it's just like this diamond-shaped, and now it's just surrounded by corn, but you still have that pasture in there. I know what's going to happen. It's happened like the past two or three years we've hunted it. Uh, The bucks hang out all summer long in there. It's just like a little hideaway for them. They get a nice breeze through there. Uh, If they need to go in the woods, there's a woods right there. But, uh, man, it seems like soon as September 1st hits, they they're gone and they they may come back some of them stay a little longer uh but it's like man you guys are killing me i'd rather just not see anything all summer and then have them all there all right. fall. <laughs>
1: yeah i know i i do listen to a lot of uh jeff sturgis with wait till habitat solutions and he kind of talks about that a lot how huh? seeing a lot of summer bucks is never not necessarily a good thing because they're right. you know their their needs in the summer are different than in the fall um I've noticed that I've been pretty lucky where I'm at. Um, Most of them stay, but definitely not all of them. Um, I do see more decent bucks in the summer and in the fall, especially more towards the rut. Some of them them just disappeared. A couple other ones obviously show up in their spot. But um, Yeah, so the whole habitat stuff with uh, trying to create a fall property um, is tough, but man, and with your setup there and i think i've seen seen enough of from videos and stuff of you i kind of picture in my head your setup right you might be better off if the corn's still on because then they might come out and go to your little plot there with the water hole they just lay in the corn and then come out so i'd almost hope that that's that's on um maybe not during the rucks and be running around anyways but i think it for you corn's probably a pretty good setup so.
0: well that's what i was gonna say when we had that conversation when i said that to him uh, he said the last time we were surrounded in corn here is when we held the mature deer longer and they stuck around. I can remember, I, I, this kills me to, act, to say to tell the story, but um, we had a friend that had a birthday party for one Friday night, top golf, the whole nine yards, riding the party bus to the deal and all that. And uh, it was, uh, I can't remember, like October 22nd, I think, or 23rd, something like that. I hadn't had much luck, and uh, Ryan's like, we going hunting after work? I'm like, man, I would, but I got my uh, Travis's birthday party deal. I'm probably going to go to that, take a night off, spend it with the wife, make her happy sort of thing, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. lo and behold, he had an encounter with an absolute giant. corn still standing, but he said that the deer went into the corn Uh, after him having that encounter, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't freaking wait for fall. We need to get there, like, right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's coming. You know, it's funny how, you know, I had my main target buck last year, and if you remind me, I'll send you a picture of him, but I had seen him a lot all summer. I had him pretty patterned out in October, but I was really trying to wait until basically the conditions were absolutely perfect to go to go after him because I figured you know, if I spook him once I won't see him. Mm-hmm. Um and I had I did see him one night in the middle of October. Just couldn't get him quite close enough. Um I backed out, you know, had a wedding and stuff to go to the next weekend and then Halloween. Um I didn't hunt that evening because um, it was my boy's first Halloween and they're you know they're only 6 well what, five months old, but I mean, still our friends yeah. they want to go with. And he showed up on camera that night, not at a stand I had where I had, I just had it over a scrape, but I never saw him again. So yeah. I don't know where he went. I don't think anybody killed him because with the neighbors, I probably would have heard about it. Um, so he went somewhere else, maybe he got killed. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, that's one of those things is, man, they, they even come up to rut and then all of a sudden they disappear. So
0: was um, that uh fat Albert? Was that his name? Yeah, that was fat him. Albert. I remember yep, that <laughs>
1: Albert. I think, yeah, you probably have pictures of him already, but yeah, he just disappeared. And I don't know. I still don't know where he went. And I, a couple of the ones that I seen this year, they don't really resemble him. Um, but if I remember correctly, last year he didn't show up till a little bit later in the summer. So, if he's going to come back, I might see him. But, um, the other big one I was after, um, he appears to be back and he's bigger and better than, than, uh, than last year. So, so far, uh, he's on the number one on the, on the target list. Um, I asked my wife for, uh, some suggestions for name, like, a. I I to do a theme each year for name and bucks. Um, she came up with villains. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, the one big one i'm after he's he's named the joker
0: nice. um
1: i had a new one show up today um yeah, he's pretty nice too i haven't seen him yet this is the first time i've seen him um and uh so we're still working on a name for him yet but uh um, i think name and deer is kind of fun this oh, gives absolutely. you something to look forward to some people think it's dumb or get mad about it and I feel like when you talk, I mean, like you said, you know what deer I was talking about, Fat Albert, right? Yeah. You talk to your friends about, and my buddies named their deer, and they're like, yeah, I saw, you know, Fat Albert or so and so tonight. It's like, oh, I know exactly what buck you're talking about. Like, oh yeah, I saw a big eight. Well, right. which one? You probably have more than one, right? So, <laughs> I think it's just kind of fun, fun oh, to absolutely. do with friends, and and like I said, it's a, some of the old timers I think uh, hate it, but yeah, that's okay.
0: uh what about any new gear you got any new gear rolling into the season new bow or any kind of new clothing or anything rolling into um
1: no nothing really new so far i did try to uh, i did get a couple actually different types of broadheads that i'm going to test out um i had the iron wheels um i like them but the, the the blood trail is usually is pretty small from the people i know that have them um, which hopefully if you make a good shot. It shouldn't matter. Right. But, yeah. um, we all know how that goes. Sometimes you don't get the perfect opportunity or you just get excited or something. And I went to, um, a hybrid, um, blade this year. So a hybrid mechanical fixed, because um, the mechanicals always made me nervous that they wouldn't deploy. Um, and these ones actually have, um, Something in like you can. There's a screw that they include with it so that you can actually practice with them. Um, so I always, the other thing I always hated was trying to practice with a field tip and then trying to practice with a uh, with one of your um, broadheads and then worried about you know ruining one basically. So right. um, other than that, I'm not doing anything really new um, this year for equipment wise. Still got the uh, V3. Is the bow I've got, so that's pretty new still. So I don't think I need to upgrade that for a while, but you know how that goes. Right. <laughs> uh, maybe in a few years, but we'll see. Um, it shoots great, and um, you know I feel pretty set for that. So, what about you? You got anything new this year?
0: no uh, just the saddle setup, really, and that's uh, like I said, it's a whole nother ball game for me because I'm used to hunting set stands. So I, I mean, I have, I mean multiple stand locations, pretty much everywhere that we hunt. And all those are hang on stands with, uh, you know, climbing sticks. Uh, so I've had a ton of climbing sticks in the past, but this was different putting this, uh, these sticks together. I wanted the lightest, you know, the the most bang for my buck that was going to help me out and getting in, uh, the tree quietly, you know, having aiders and stuff like that. Uh, but Uh, Um, that's about it, man. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to try to, uh, film as much of that as I can. Even I'm going to start filming some stuff in the yard, just kind of messing around because I need to be able to practice, uh, getting up in the tree, uh, and getting everything out and about as I go up and as I go down and setting a camera up at at, when I'm up in the tree, which is a new thing that I'm kind of rocking too. you know, I've used the same, um, camera arm and base for two years and it's so heavy the base of it is ungodly heavy for a camera base but i wanted something you know solid uh, to hold my expensive camera you know what i mean who wouldn't right. want that uh but this oh, year is yeah. a lot a lot different i'm going with what's called a pocket arm um from lone wolf Uh, it's literally a camera arm that I can put in my pocket damn near, uh, it weighs like uh, 1.6 pounds. Uh, it's a lot different, still levels out and it holds a camera up to like, uh, 10 pounds or something like that. But my camera is not even close to that. So I'm not too worried about it, but, uh, I'm going to be more mobile. Uh, and I'm excited for that. You know, like I said, hunting, uh, fixed stands my entire, uh, time that I've been hunting and bow hunting. Uh, to switch it up like that, you know, I've had a climber, you know, in the past and, I wasn't a huge fan and I just think that I'm really going to like this. I'm already liking it, just messing around with it. Uh, and then I just got to work them kinks out where I can get fast at doing stuff, but I'm pretty yeah. excited about it all. But, uh, going back on the bra talk, I shoot a hybrid myself. Um, a couple, actually the year that I went to Wisconsin up there, uh, that was the first deer I'd ever shot with one. And <laughs> if those things do any damage like the ones I got, buddy, you're in for a treat. Cause, uh, <laughs> A blind person could find that deer <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: that's the hope right i mean the no one no one wants no one wants anything more than to actually watch the deer drop but you know that goes that doesn't always happen and especially depending on where you're sitting at but yeah um yeah a nice healthy blood trail especially if you shoot it later in the evening um you know which is a prime time for them to come out and trying to look for it in the dark and I've never been really great at spot and blood anyway. So, so if I can get the more blood trail, the better for me. So
0: yeah, um, I
1: should actually add, I did get a new piece of technology. If you want to call it this year, I got an e-bike, um, a hunting awesome. e-bike, um and I actually took it out for the first time on Sunday. And that thing is
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. You know, I have to figure out a little bit more how to work it so it helps me out a little bit more on some of them steep hills. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just riding out everywhere, how you know quiet it was versus taking the side by side and how fast it is. The one I got it can go up to thirty five miles an hour, I believe. Damn, it'd be um, I wouldn't across be the field. doing that out there, especially going over rough terrain, like if I was on a road or something, maybe I'd try it, but um I got, I was, I've been looking at them for a while. Um, I found one. I, they're just so expensive. And I found one that, or my buddy put me on one that basically was all the specs on it were that to like a quiet cat, um, which is one of the top brands, but they're like $4,500. Yeah,
0: like, they're pretty salty. That's
1: so much money. I'm like, for a bike, um, And then, but he put me on this one. It's actually made in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Um, And uh, it was half the price of the Quiet Cat. And it's mostly because they do direct sales only. They don't have vendors or whatever. So, and it was pretty cool because Baldwin's only about 40 minutes from me. They assembled it and brought it right to my house and, and uh, showed me how to use it. So that's um, awesome. I think that's going to be kind of a game changer in a way, just trying to get out to them far away stands so I don't have to walk the whole way anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I won't ride it directly to the stand because, I mean, it's still going to be louder than trying to walk myself. But um, I'm excited for that because, I mean, you know how it is with bow hunting. That scent control is so important. And then you try not to get hot and sweaty, you know, even on the coldest mornings but it's just so hard not to when you're walking so far. Right. So I'm thinking this is going to help me in that respect. So, um, plus it's going to be great for anytime I'm out doing summertime or prep work, just getting to it and bringing stuff with me. Cause it's got, you know, uh, baskets on the front and the back so I can carry all kinds of crap with me. So I had my weed whacker tied to it with me <laughs> when I went with, so, um, it, it's, it's been pretty awesome. So um that's probably I guess the big thing that I've had and I kind of forgot about it cuz I just got it. So I've only used it once, but <laughs> um it's been cool.
0: What about um time in the woods? Is your time uh, I know last year was pretty uh tough for you, you know, having um your your boys uh and everything that went on with them. Uh you going to be able to spend more time in the woods uh this fall?
1: I am hoping so. Um, I kind of started to try to adapt the strategy of only going on the best weather days versus, um, you know, just going when you can. Um, I grew up being taught that you can't kill deer from a couch, which is true to an extent. Um, but through experience and through, you know, learning through other people is that that's actually your better chance, at least for a, successful on a mature buck is to not be out there all the time. Just go when the front's coming or you got a big, big change in temperature or something like that. You know, all the, you know, the moon phase, whatever that's that time, um, go then. Um, and I feel like uh, adapting that philosophy is good because then I will be home more for my boys and stuff and hang out with them and try not to be gone too much. But, It kind Mm -hmm. of works out well with, in the spring, my wife's a softball coach. um, So she's gone a lot. So she can't really complain too much when I'm both. (laughs) But
0: uh,
1: yeah, it's, uh, I want to get out a lot. um, But like I said, I'm, I'm going to shy away from, you know, Hey, I got a free night. I'm going to go, you know, if there's really no really indicators that I should be out there, let's put it that way. So um, I'm, more or less looking forward to my two-week rutcation um you know i even then i probably shouldn't sit every day but you know i took off and that's just fun sitting out there at that point so
0: no, I don't you never know you. what's
1: gonna happen during the rut they're not quite as as uh crazy smart as they are the rest of the time so
0: yeah my uh my wife and kiddo they're uh they're pretty used to it by now uh <laughs> you know it'll be funny like obviously getting home after dark and I'm gone way before they even think about getting up, uh, in the morning, even if I'm just going to work or whatever, go to work and then go hunting, uh, you know, walking in the door, she might be cooking supper or something and, you know, look over him and he's like, did you get anything? <laughs> I wish buddy. I wish. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I know. It's funny. Cause you know, my wife, she, you know, she gives me a hard time cause I don't shoot, you know, anything or whatever, like, well, bow hunting for me is, you know, that's when I'm after the bucks, you know, my target buck and rifle season's usually when I'm more about filling the freezer. Right. Although really? the last two years, I kind of killed some of my target bucks with the rifle, um, <laughs> which I'm grateful for, but I'm not, that's not what I'm after for particularly, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she understands it though. That my passion for, it. I mean, this, you know, the season never really ends.
0: Oh, you absolutely! Know, it's it's a year round thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like the the uh, doldrums of winter, like, like fe, you know, January and February, but the only real off time, other than scheming in your mind what you are going to do, <laughs> but then really once March comes and you can get in the woods, it's game on, man! It's going. Shed any you, get, you gotta get. You are doing something. Absolutely. So it's uh, she's gotten used to it by now. So.
0: I bet. What's uh what's something that you learned, uh, last year that maybe just clicked or just something maybe you learned last year, uh, overall.
1: Um, probably the biggest thing for me is, you know, I've heard of it before and maybe I got a little bit too cocky with it is that there's no amount of scent control that will completely fool a deer, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially, you know, especially a mature buck who, you know, their three main senses. I mean, he he gets one of them and he's gone, you know, the yearlings or the fawns or even some does, they take two or all three senses before they're gone. Um, so, you know, it's just, you do it. I do absolutely as much as I can, but it's, just, just kind of basically figured out that you, know, you really have to play the wind exactly like you're supposed to and, and not take a, too much of an unnecessary risk just because you think you've got the scent game cleared up but um so yeah that's probably the biggest one right there is the scent because i felt i even got busted by a doe once last year and that's the first time i got busted by a doe in probably two or three years um so and that just totally kills your confidence too let me tell oh, you for so. sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we've had the conversation before i'm like you i, I take as much precaution uh, into my scent game as humanly possible uh but Actually, I'm kind of in like the opposite boat as you, uh, from the people that I'm around and some of the people that I've talked to, um, they don't put as much thought into it, you know, how, as we were just so focused on it and maybe it it clouded our mind on another categories of what we were doing. But, um, my biggest thing kind of for last year was like, you know, if, if they're not there, why do I keep going there? Uh, kind of thing. Like, like I said, if I went, went a week and a half and I didn't see a deer, Hey, dumbass, it's time to move on. Let's go someplace else. But you know, when (laughs) I get a, a certain thing stuck in my mind or I'm chasing a certain deer or whatever, just tunnel vision, Uh, you can really screw yourself. And I think it did last year. Like I said, our populations down a little bit. Uh, my honey hole, when I say honey hole, it's a perennial place that has, uh, some very good deer. Um, I only hunted it like three times, maybe which is freaking outrageous for me. Uh, Cause I usually spend a lot of time there, but me and behind the camera, like I am, I like to go with other, you know, with my guys now and go other places, which is fun too. But um, I think there's going to be some times this year where yes, I'm still going to film, uh, but I'm going to like maybe force the issue in a, at a certain time. Not I'm not October 1st. I'm not going to go into the deepest spot and push everything out of the woods. But when the time right. feels right, I'm going to push the issue. I'm going to get in yep. um, to some places I haven't really been before. And I got a couple places that I've kind of used as like just bedding area. I know it's a bedding area. Why go in there? You're jumping every deer out of the whole property. Uh, but there's going to be some times where I may push the issue a little bit. Maybe go in at like noon, uh, kind of sneak my way in there and uh, try to be as yep. quiet as possible, but maybe just uh, push my luck a little bit this year. <laughs> I want to kill a giant, man.
1: You know, i I I'm, I'm game for that and i might even end up doing that too just like i said just kind of the last couple of years with the i don't even really want to call it bad luck with bow hunting but kind of not really what i was hoping for mm-hmm. i might have been overthinking things a little bit too much um i know that's something that i do a lot in my day-to-day life is overthink crap you know or just overanalyze let's put it that way um, so maybe i just need to just kind of just Relax a little bit, you know. Be smart about it, but don't get too worked up about it. Um, I know I'm pretty good about it, but it took me a couple years to figure it out as to not rely too much on your trail cams because right. you know they they really only show just such a small picture of you know of your of the area you hunt, even when you're your, your tree stand. Mm-hmm. I mean, even for bow hunting, I mean it's captures so little uh, overall. So over reliance on them is something I've gotten pretty good at avoiding. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to it is tough. like, you know, when you're in the rut and you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I, I shouldn't sit there. I haven't seen a deer on that camera in three days or I haven't seen anything I would shoot in three days. So, well, I've seen two on this camera and then you go and sit in the one that you've seen in two days. And then the one you haven't sat in, there's a buck goes by. So, <laughs> right. um, it's uh over-reliance on that is, uh, I think a lot of people are guilty of that. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly not prone. I'm never, and I, I still do it periodically. Although I'm better at it than I used to be. Um, but you get that buck fever, man. It's pretty hard to, hard to uh, get away from it.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Well, buddy, I appreciate it. It's always fun having you on. Like I said, maybe, maybe we can work you into like a, a co-host role for the rest of the year, whenever you get uh free time. And maybe if you have some buddies that want to hop on and uh, bullshit and talk a little bit of deer hunt, maybe we can get some of your buddies on.
1: Oh yeah. I got a couple guys that probably would be interested. So, um, yeah, I'm down, uh, for sure. I know we really talked about it last year. Um, you know, boys are a little older, doing a little bit better. So, um, I think I can easily swing, a uh, hour here, you know, once or once a week or once every other week and just kind of talk about whatever and yeah. talk about how the preseason preps going and see what other people are up to and whatever. So yeah, I'm definitely down. I might have to get a nice little setup like you got.
0: Though. <laughs> it's actually not <laughs> as expensive as you would think. I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole just like any other thing and it can be really expensive. Yeah. Uh, but for what I got, um, a, not really that expensive. Uh, it
1: sounds great, so I mean, I <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Meetings. So um, I know the sound quality is kind of a big thing, but it sounds good. I, I don't know what I sound like, but I'm pretty uh, it doesn't sure sound, sound, sound bad at all easy, on, so.
0: on my end. It doesn't sound oh, bad at all. Good, but so. tell uh, tell everybody where uh, they can find you on social media, if maybe they want to follow along with what you got going on uh, up there in Wisconsin this year.
1: Sure, uh, my Twitter handle, boy, let me think. That's what I'm most active. On. I think it's at j lane underscore 22 boy you might have to look that up when you (laughs) i'm not 100 percent certain but uh that's where i'm usually mostly at i don't really do um i mean i have a facebook and stuff but that's mostly just for family and stuff but um you know most of anything i find hunting wise or whatever i post on there because most you know good chunk of my followers are um you know hunting people and and you? I don't know, actually, I should quick mention, I don't know if you saw it, but on Sunday, I uh, came face-to-face with a bear at 15 yards. Oh, shit, um, I did
0: not see that. Now I'm very interested when I want to go look at that.
1: Uh, yeah, so um, it was about eight, a little after 8 o'clock at night. I just got done changing, changing batteries um, on a couple of cameras. I'm walking up a steep hill, and I could hear something up the hill mm-hmm. um, going across the trail. And I'm like, well, it must be probably a deer. I've been seeing some bears on camera out there, but I hadn't seen them for a while, so I didn't get too nervous about it. And uh, I get take a couple more steps, and I can see. I just get over the ridge, and I see black, oh, and then God. I see the two ears. And it's it doesn't notice me at first, um, so I just kind of froze, and grab my knife because, of course, I left my pistol in the side-by-side back of the farm. So I'm getting a little nervous here. I'm like, okay, we'll just keep walking, right? Or just hope the bear just keeps walking. And once I don't see it anymore, then I'm going to scoot, right? right. Well, this stupid thing turns and starts walking down the trail towards me. So I literally, I said out loud, oh, shit.
0: And I'm just (laughs) waving
1: my arms like this. And I'm like screaming at it. And it sees me and it takes off. And I'm like... I was, I figured that would, what's, what happened. They're normally more scared of you, but you never know. Right. Oh, like absolutely. You felt threatened. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty scared there. That was the closest I've ever been to a bear. Um, Whew. and I don't want to repeat it, um, without a pistol. Um, uh, right. I slept on the couch that night. My wife was very upset with me, uh, cause I didn't have my pistol cause she knows the bears are out there too. I show them to her, but, um, she was pretty upset, but, uh, yeah, that was crazy. I, it was luckily it was the smaller of the two that I've been seeing. I think they were a breeding pair. Um, I think that's the smaller uh, sow. There's a pretty huge boar um, out there, and I didn't know if he was around, so I got out of there as fast <laughs> as I could. But uh, uh, yeah, that uh, I don't want to have that again.
0: So. No, I bet no. I wouldn't want to mess <laughs> with that either. Not I, at fifteen
1: yards. No. No, no. absolutely. <laughs>
0: Well, it's uh, it's been a good one, buddy. Uh, for anybody, go follow him on Twitter. Check out the bear video. Apparently, I got to go check that out too. But uh, I just got yeah. pictures of
1: it. But they are timestamps of the bear, and then the one right after, about forty five seconds later, me coming back up the trail. But uh, oh, gotcha. Uh, I still want to check that. I did post a, a funnier picture of, a couple of weeks ago of uh, I caught the two bears doing their uh, doing their business. <laughs> That's um, awesome uh where yeah, have so, i been on twitter
0: uh, i guess i've missed uh, all i this.
1: Uh, bear i guess and i think i captioned something along i guess i know that bears don't just shit in the woods <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> that's so, awesome. uh,
1: but uh yeah so that's pretty funny um but yeah they can go away though i don't i don't want them around
0: <laughs> no i bet not so, but uh thanks for everybody for listening to us uh talk some deer hunting there for a little bit but uh if you want to uh hit that subscribe button you can do a rate and review anything like that check us out twitter facebook instagram tiktok go wild just about anywhere you can find some content uh, i'm throwing it out there on the old blue river bow hunting but uh you guys have a good rest of the week and uh, we'll be back again next week with episode 38 thanks guys